Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of Community and Discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I am joined, as always, by the ebullient Betsy. Betsy, how are you doing today? Great. Hey, everybody. Well, welcome, everybody. All you Mouseketeers, we're glad to have you back for episode two of Disney Under the Spotlight. In the first episode, we began to unpack some of the themes that we believe are present in almost every animated Disney film. And the first one that we really unpacked is that the theme that authority figures can prevent us from reaching uh, our potential. That's the idea that's often put out there. We have a couple other themes that we will look at today, but a, a couple things to say from the outset here. First of all, uh, we are not anti-Disney. And we are only examining Disney films. And so just to make it clear that Disney theme parks are amazing places. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard the Fast Pass is the easiest way to spend money that you'll ever find in your whole life. (laughs) And that it's so convenient. And I've also heard from so many different people that Disney is just a first-rate company. It's a great company to work for. They treat their employees well. So there are so many things to laud about Disney Mm -hmm. that we certainly don't want to give the impression that we're just dumping on Disney. No. But rather, we are taking a close look at Disney, and specifically, we're analyzing some things in the films that you don't normally do. Right. So, Betts, I had this analogy, which I think our listening audience may find helpful. I love Cheez-Its. Do you like Cheez-Its? Oh, those are so good. Oh, my goodness. I could completely throw down a box of Cheez-Its a day if, yes. if I was, re- you know, you know, it was almost like that guy who ate McDonald's for 30 straight days. Yes. I could eat a box of Cheez-Its for 30 straight days. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I was looking at the box of Cheez-Its that I had in my office the other day, which I haven't told that you about. You should um, know. I yeah. didn't know you have Cheez-Its in your office. <laughs> it's in my secret stash. <laughs> and I looked at the ingredient list. That's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. And you know what we're doing with analyzing these Disney movies, folks? We're lifting up the hood a little bit. We're, we're looking at the ingredients. And you know what? When you looked at the ingredients on processed foods, you're like, really? I mean, what is yellow five anyway? <laughs> what is soy lecithin? <laughs> you know what what are some of these things when we can't even pronounce 82% of the of the ingredients in our yeah. foods just you eat know, the cheese it you just eat it. the cheese it and you forget about it you know what <laughs> there's a time to eat cheese it's and most disney movies are just a tall glass of water you're just enjoying it you're having a good time you're laughing you're singing but every now and then you might want to look at the box and check out the ingredients. Yes. And that's what we're doing. Good analogy. By putting Disney under the spotlight, we are examining some of the themes that we think are present and honestly have really um, always been present, although there is a there is an evolution that you can see in some of the uh, Disney movies. For example, you had Jiminy Cricket, you know, saying, let your conscience be your guide. Today, I think Jiminy Cricket would say, let your heart be your guide, mm-hmm. right? He, yeah. he, and then he would say, and there's no such thing as absolute truth, too. Right. Sounds um, like a subtle difference, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. So there is an evolution. But, Betts, what are some other themes that we think are present in many Disney films? The first thing we talked about, like Josh said, was um, authority figures sometimes preventing you 
or possibly preventing you from reaching your potential. The second theme that I think jumps out is just the theme of Western individualism. Mm. And in a lot of ways, it dovetails very closely with the first point about authority figures. Um, There are so many examples of Disney characters doing their own thing. They're bucking authority. They're not letting anyone hold them back from pursuing their dreams. So let's look at it. There's Nemo. Remember, his dad is like, Nemo, don't go past the reef, Nemo, (laughs) Nemo. And Nemo's like, I'm doing it, Dad, I'm doing it. And then, you know, he gets swept up. It's a great movie. I love that movie. Um, But Nemo kind of does his own thing. There's there's Ariel. We talked about her in the last Mm -hmm. episode where, Mm -hmm. you know, she goes up to the surface to pursue her dream of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, relationships with humans. She becomes a human at the end. Uh, there's Jasmine. Um, she leaves her palace, even even though she's supposed to stay where she's safe, but she feels so constrained. She leaves to do her own thing. Yeah. So not you, exactly historically accurate on that. One. Probably not. Yeah, you got to question that. But um, the dominant message here, I think, if you really think about it, is I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell me what's right for me. So the characters, their dreams are ultimate, and nothing can stop their pursuit of them. So. Um, isn't this just modern America, the modern West, honestly? Um, the characters are always the one who knows what's best, what's best for them, you know, what's the right course of action. No consultation of authority figures or community, but just follow their hearts and figure it out, right? So this perfectly fits into the Western narrative of the individual being ultimate, mm-hmm. uh, personal desires and happiness being the most important pursuit. Yeah, and it's also this idea that inside of you, you have this this reservoir of, of potential of who you're really supposed to be. Yes, and you, just you have, have to unlock it. You have to unlock it, exactly. You mm-hmm. have to discover it, and then you have to embrace it. And that's the highest value that there is. Right. Yes. So rather than, you know, maybe consulting with close community with people who love you and know you and challenge you, pulling back from Disney, you know, this is the way that we're called to live is to be in community with people who know you and love you and care about you, who can challenge you. Yeah. And also slap you on the back of the head gently sometimes. That's right. And say, you know, you're, you may not be the next Justin Bieber. Maybe college is a good idea, you know, <laughs> you know or, or whatever the crazy things that we think about, you know, uh, That's right. when, especially when we're younger. That's right. And, and, you know, honestly, the opposite of this individualism is is having some personal humility to say, yes. I don't know everything. I can't always make the wisest decision. I'm going to live in community with other people who know me and who can help me to make wise decisions. Yeah. And to connect that to biblical humility, I thought about this. Disney movies often send the message to us, the point of your life is to realize your dreams. And in many ways, to be a Christian is to submit to God and to say, God, your dreams are better for me than my dreams. That's right. And and so, but but in in many ways, that's antithetical to um, you know it's all because it's all in Disney. It's about following your heart. That's right? right. But the heart, you know, the Bible tells us that our hearts are deceitful above that, all things. Jeremiah seventeen. That's yeah. right. So we can't count on our hearts, quote unquote, to lead us down the right path all the time, or maybe often not. Um, so that's that is a big theme in Disney, and um, that's something we may want to highlight for our children that. Um, so often the characters just act, you know, pulling themselves up by the by their bootstraps and doing their own thing. Yeah, and, and obviously there's nothing wrong with following your dreams. And, uh, you know, God puts certain dreams on, on the hearts of certain people and That's right. to accomplish great things for him and for his kingdom. We're simply saying don't make 
your dreams ultimate. That's right. And, and don't reject community in the voices of others around you that would guide you in your pursuit and what it means to to grow into the person that God wants you to be. Right. Josh, you had some um, you had a film that you wanted to talk about that highlights this point real well, right? Yeah, Western individualism. A fascinating film, folks, is the movie Coco, which is the highest grossing film of all time in Mexico. Coco hmm. has made more money in the nation of Mexico than any other film in history. And there are so many things that I love about this movie. It is the one of the most visually spectacular animated movies that I have ever seen. It really is. It was beautiful it to watch. It is a gorgeous film. It, really it is, is just beautiful to watch. The colors are incredible. It is an fascinating and in many ways accurate look into Mexican culture. I have been to Mexico twice in my life. The Mexican people are a beautiful people. They have a wonderfully rich cultural heritage. And the movie Coco, uh, uh, for this reason alone, it's probably worth watching just to get this glimpse into Mexican culture and uh, the, the beauty of the film. The animation is second to none. It's an interesting plot, too. The plot revolves around Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. And the the plot is about the young character, hero Miguel, and about um, connecting with his ancestors from, uh, during the Day of the Dead. But here's what I find really fascinating. Here's what I want to highlight. There's this tension in the film. And here's the tension. Miguel is... Uh, faced with the tension of, on the one hand, he wants to pursue music, okay? Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, he wants to make his family happy. And his family, for various reasons that you can see in the film, is basically completely opposed to him playing music. So you have this tension. Miguel wants to play music. His family doesn't want him to play music. How is this all going to get resolved? Well, Disney's answer is, you can have your cake and eat it too. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Which is basically, it all works out in the end. Again, it is a, in so many ways, I love this movie. It's an interesting movie. But let me just share three quotes from the movie Coco, which highlight Disney's answer uh, to this tension that you find in the movie. Here's one of the quotes. One cannot deny who one is meant to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, in other words, you've got to follow your destiny. That's right. Nothing is going to stop you from, from getting there. Here's another quote. I have to sing. I have to play. The music is not just in me. It is me. When life gets me down, I play my guitar. And so, again, this idea that you have to follow your heart, you have to do this thing you were made to do. And mm -hmm. finally, here's, a, here's another one on taking risks. The rest of the world may follow rules, but I must follow my heart. So, <laughs> That's problematic. <laughs> right there in Coco. So again, there's many things I love about this movie. I actually think the music is a little bit disappointing. Maybe if I watch it a second time, mm -hmm. I, I will say I'm being too hard on the music and, and maybe it is better than I'm giving it credit for. But uh, there is an interesting... Uh, tension that is set up here, it's almost kind of a traditional culture versus Western culture because traditional cultures often say the point of life is to uh, meet the expectations of your family and to make your family proud and live up to the family name. And Western culture says it's all about pursuing your dreams. That's right. And Disney's answer is, well, let's just do it all. Yes. <laughs> you can just do it all. So Coco, very interesting movie. 
I would tell you that if you give this speech to your seven-year-old, they're probably going to roll their eyes and say, pass the popcorn. I'm trying to watch Coco Dad. <laughs> yeah, But down. Uh, there are some of these themes present in this movie. Uh, Bets, did you have some thoughts that you wanted to share uh, about a movie of your own? Well, yeah, Little Mermaid, I already highlighted. Um, it's it's the same thing in Little Mermaid, you know, following her dreams to develop relationships with a human, eventually becoming a human herself, um, you know, abandoning her mermaid family and moving on with the humans. I, I think it's kind of sad, honestly, because all of her family is under the sea, and here she is with this guy <laughs> she's infatuated with, yeah. and who knows? She doesn't know a whole lot yeah. about him, so yeah. that seems kind of sad. Don't leave the mermaid family behind. Yeah, if you're a mermaid, stick with being a mermaid. That is so much cooler than being a human. Betsy, talk, <laughs> talk to us about romance. Okay. Talk to us about romance in Disney movies. All right, so the last thing we kind of wanted to highlight was um, a common Disney theme. Romance is often the answer to life's problems. Um, so you, anyone who's seen a Disney movie can see this theme. Um, let's think about the different romantic relationships. There's Cinderella and her prince. There's Aurora and Prince Charming. There's Snow White and her prince. You know, you can just keep going. Jasmine and Aladdin, Rapunzel and Flynn, Ariel and Eric, Belle and the Beast. Uh, the romantic relationship in all of these, the, the, the relationship brings resolution and it brings a happy ending. Um, so sometimes the message can easily become finding someone in a romantic relationship will solve your life's problems and it will bring you ultimate joy. So we don't want to say that love isn't a beautiful and healing thing because it is. Of course. Love is 100% a beautiful mm -hmm. and healing thing, mm -hmm. but real love looks much different than it does in a Disney movie. Um, you know, the depiction on the screen is problematic for multiple reasons. In reality, life doesn't work like this. There's, there's no happily ever after. You don't generally see someone Fall in love with them the moment that your your eyes, you know, take in the image of the other yeah, person. The moment you lock eyes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you just ride off into the sunset, and or you fly off on a carpet, or you yep. you drive off on. I mean, you sail off on your boat. Like we could, there are tons of yeah, yeah. images. Can here. I just <laughs> highlight one thing because I'm deeply in love with you, Betsy? But yet, not one time have we ever just broke out into song together either. Yeah. We never seem to know the same song at the same time. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's something wrong that's with our relationship. To us. Yeah, that's that's probably on us. Um, but you know, lasting relationships. I just want to say, lasting relationships are hard fought. There's no there's no easy sailing into the sunset. So this ethic of romantic relationships, if our children are taking in these relationships over and over again, it sets them up, or it can set them up for wanting to find someone they're infatuated with, like I said, often instant infatuation. Mm -hmm. And then everything else falls into place, and that person yeah. will make them blissfully happy forever. And so particularly a message for parents of girls, I think. That's right. right? Probably, probably, yeah, more sure. so. Um, you know, yeah, Josh and I have a great marriage. We're very happy and we drive each other absolutely crazy sometimes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like really, really mm -hmm. crazy. <laughs> but we've never tried singing to each other when we're driving each other crazy. That's, that's the issue. <laughs> so guys, you know, we all know real relationships are often ugly and messy 
And love is a deliberate and sacrificial decision so often. So we just need to be careful what kind of messages our children are absorbing about romantic relationships. Um, Just because, you know, you don't want them having this fast food approach to relationships when really um, a, a loving relationship takes a lot of work. So, Betsy, what's the takeaway here? Are we telling people to not watch Disney movies? Definitely not. We are not saying that no one should watch Disney movies. We watch them with our kids. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have memorized about every soundtrack out there. Um, we, we listen to them. We watch them. Um, and and the, the great thing is, if you look at it from this angle, it gives us great ways and easy ways to open conversations. So um, what we're saying instead of not watching Disney movies is um, help your kids to think through the message of the movie. Because this is how cultural norms and values are communicated. It's often by stories, often without being articulated clearly. So through these kind of expressions of our culture, this is how we develop ideas about freedom and romance and personal fulfillment and so many things. So if you want to be an influential voice, hopefully the influential voice in your children's lives, um, you need to engage them in these stories because in a vacuum of, um, you know, where, where they're given no help in forming values and ideals, which they will do, um, then they'll, they're going to look to peers. They'll look to pop culture around them to help them make sense of the world. So we want to be those people to step in and help our children to form their values and um, to, to figure out what's important in life. So... Guys, as as we watch movies, we can encourage our children to think through what they've just seen and if the story communicated has biblical values or not. Um, it's in, just encouraging our kids to become discerning users of entertainment. It's not to say entertainment is bad, but let's yeah. think through these themes. What we're saying is get the box of Cheez-Its out and look at the side of the box That's sometimes. Right. Okay? That's right. That, that's We're not saying never eat Cheez-Its. Yeah, so maybe help your kids um, to see that you know, the Western ideals of personal freedom and individual individualism are present in all Disney movies. And that, you know, those are, ideals aren't the be all and end all of a happy life. This It's a great chance for conversation. I like what Pastor Tim Keller says. He says, the culture is catechizing your kids, whether you realize it or not. Because again, as you said, Betts, culture is often caught instead of being taught. Right. And he said, there are three statements that the culture is constantly telling our kids and and honestly all of us these days that's right let me share these three statements with our audience number 1 you've got to be true to yourself nothing mm-hmm. can stand in the way of being true to yourself number mm-hmm. 2 in the end you've got to do what makes you happy mm-hmm. never mind what your family thinks never mind uh potential consequences you do what will make you happy and no number 3 nobody has the right to tell anybody else what's right or wrong for them, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's not, you know, you can't tell me whether I should stay a mermaid or not or yeah, that's right. <laughs> or anything. I mean, in, in Disney's world uh, and in the broader culture, again, we're not just picking on Disney. These three statements, um, these three ideas are found all over the place. That's right. So, yeah, in closing, we don't need to be afraid of consuming the media or of our children watching these, but just help them to think through things because you want them as they grow into adulthood to be discerning users of entertainment and of media. So help them to flex those muscles. And, you know, like you don't have to do this every time the TV goes on. Uh, You know, you don't want to be those parents who are always trying to 
wreck the fun with conversations, but <laughs> mm-hmm. just to have them sometimes. So, um, yeah, my, my closing question would be along with being entertained is my child absorbing cultural messages that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. So Josh, um, let's wrap this up. I'm curious what you've been reading and, uh, anything you want to share with us. Okay. So I've been reading a book called Vows of Silence by journalist Jason Berry with the scandal in the Catholic Church of the widespread pedophilia and um, just wanting to understand how does this happen in the institution in the largest Christian church in the world. I've been reading this book uh, just because I'm fascinated with this, and it has been depressing Mm-hmm. but also just eye-opening. And if you're just someone who loves truth and wants to know what's actually going on in the world, it is unbelievable the levels of uh, corruption and secrecy in the Roman Catholic Church. Of course, I'm not describing every Catholic. I'm not anti-Catholic or anything like that. I'm just, in fact, I would think Catholics would be the ones that would want to know this the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Catholic Church is in deep need of reform And I hope that uh, by God's grace, uh, the priest culture and um, what's really led to this, because it's really not so much about sexual deviance as it is a a culture of leadership um, that is found in many dioceses of the Roman Catholic Church, which is uh, quite frankly not good. And so Mm -hmm. it's been a fascinating read. And of course, this is all over the news right now with Pope Francis and what's going on. Let me be honest on a much lighter note, okay? So I recently heard about something called goat yoga. (laughs) Have you heard about? Only you would hear about. (laughs) Have you heard about goat yoga, Betsy? Um, no. Okay, well, it's game. (laughs) And I'm in the gym all the time. You are. You're you're a fitness instructor, and I've yet to see goat yoga on the uh, you know on the schedule at Move Fitness. So goat yoga is you you go to a yoga class. And there's a couple of small goats that are in the room. Uh, This is real, folks. I'm not making this up. And while you do yoga, the goats just climb up on you and and, and they'll just they'll just, uh, you know, stand on you and look at you. And people say it's deeply therapeutic. Animals are wonderful. (laughs) They are wonderful. They are wonderful. And goats are kind of cute, I think. So I guess really funny. I guess what I just like to say is sometime I would like to experience goat yoga. I wonder if a goat foot has ever caused a disc herniation. I mean, Probably. couldn't goats be heavy? I would I think. Just, but to whatever. me, goat yoga. Who knows where we're going next? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So wrapping up, guys, um, let us know if you have any questions, any feedback. Our email is intersect at anyprez.com. And um, our website, guys, we'd love for you to head to our website, show notes, and um, find ways to subscribe to our podcast. Our website is anyprez.com slash podcasts. Also, if you would follow us on Instagram, our handle is at intersectpodcast, all one word. And if you're enjoying this podcast, guys, if you'd head over to iTunes and leave a review, that would be great. Thanks, everybody. Hope to see you again next time. Bye.